Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. I'm not sure I would rate myself totally out of five. Would you, Chris? No. Yeah. I mean, are we ever perfect? No. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. So we'll go ahead and we'll get started. Um, So hello, everyone. My name is Morgan Wood. I'm head of community here at Hivebright. Thank you so much for joining us. And today I have the pleasure of being joined by Chris Dretzel and director of of customer community and executive engagement at Realtio. So Chris, thank you so much for being here with us today. Would you like to take a moment and introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks, Morgan. And uh, like Morgan said, I'm Chris Detzel, and I uh, am the director of our customer community and engagement at Relteo. So I own our online community, but I also own our customer advisory board and our big event. So at Relteo, I've been doing this for a long time. By the yeah, way. Chris has a lot of community muscles to flex throughout this webinar. So I'm really excited you're with here. <laughs> you're here with us today, Chris. Uh, okay, so a quick, um, quick note to everyone. So. Uh, hello, everyone. Again, uh, please be aware that you can ask questions throughout today using our Q&A box uh, down below, um, and we'll do our best to answer questions at the end. Uh, we also would love for you to use the chat uh, to discuss your communities, goals, challenges. Just let us know. Uh, we're here to answer questions. I'm sure there are some helpful, helpful folks in the audience as well. Um, so now that intros and housekeeping is out of the way, let's get this discussion started. Okay. So excited. So excited. So yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll get these slides up. Okay, fantastic. So first we wanna set a little bit of foundation for this conversation. Um, So Chris, when you try to measure your impact, what's the first thing that you typically think about. I know that in our preparation for this webinar, we really came back to this concept of what story are you trying to tell? Um, And I know in our discussion, we were really keeping in mind that metrics are more than just numbers and you need to track month to month. Um, And they also are telling that overarching community story to your members and stakeholders. So when we're having these, um, when we're having these conversations, uh, it's really important for us to acknowledge first and foremost on our previous slide, um, how much breadth and depth there is to community and how this can make metrics feel very overwhelming. So Chris and I today are going to walk us through um, this conversation with this slide very much top of mind because we know that measuring metrics is going to be different for each and every single person in our audience today because your community story is unique to you. Um, So Without further ado, Chris, throughout your community career, and I know it's um, very robust, what metrics do you find yourself continuously coming back to tracking? And what are your go-to metrics to help you understand the health of your community and your day-to-day work? And if you could give us kind of an overview of what your community does and your mission, that would be fantastic. Yeah, look... um... Community is tough, but the things that I tell people in the very beginning is be kind to yourself, right? So when you're just starting your community, your your community career, and the metrics metrics that you're tracking, you know you don't need to you know boil the ocean, right? So you know the things I look at are simple, and they're somewhat sexy at first, right? Like registrations, everybody wants to know how many people are on the community. So you know that's your basic. 
metric that I would tell you, you know, that you look at. And I think the other stuff kind of depends, you know, is your community an open community? So is it uh, open to SEO? So the type of community that we have today is it's a B2B community that, um, you know, uh, it's a, it's a support community. And the goal really is, is a lot of different things, but I'm trying to get the answer as quickly as possible to our customers. And what do they use? They use Google, you know, to search. Everybody uses Google. And so I want to be on the first page of Google anytime they have a question about our product, period. So the metric that I look at in the very beginning is uh, page views, which is not a, a great metric, but it gives you some sense of, you know, uh, understanding of people, what people are clicking. But over time, organic SEO, you know, so that that piece I know is is really key at the end of the day to uh solving our customers problems so you gotta have good content strategy we can talk all about that but yeah. that's not really what we're talking about today but i think that's uh uh you know a good those, those are two good metrics to kind of look at you know for me as i kind of start these um the support communities yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so interesting too that you're talking about at the beginning those kind of sexy metrics. Um, yeah. And in your experience, were those great traction for kind of building the hype of your community internally? Um, what comes to mind when you're thinking of those top line metrics? Because I know as builders and professionals, we're like, okay, we know this page view number isn't exactly a conversion, yeah. but how did you utilize that? I, I like to tell the story, right? Like, because yeah. especially in the beginning, there's not a lot of metrics. So hundred people are in my community or 200 people are in my community or whatever. Right. So yeah. to, to some people that's like, Oh, that's not that many. Right. And so, you know, what's the story. So, you know, what I'll do is go find and, and get excited about the stories themselves. So it could be, Hey, this person asked this question. So in the very beginning, somebody coming in to ask a question like community is important. So maybe, taking a screenshot of that question or what if a customer or you know a user answers a question and somebody says that's exactly what I wanted you know and so <laughs> that's the story to say hey this is working already right so you yeah. push that out on a powerpoint and then hey the metrics are 100 people are here but it's really cool cuz this person is you know uh 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 answering questions already and oh my god they seem to be really excited you know yeah Stuff like that, you know, and, and and the little wins make them big wins. You know what I mean? You don't want to overhype it, but you want to hype it, you know? Absolutely. So in your opinion, the the metrics are transforming throughout the life cycle stages that mm -hmm. you're seeing a really big impact in your career um, through like kind of the community life cycle. Could you tell us a little more about that? And I think we have slides too that um, yeah. you shared with us, uh, you know, how your dashboards have changed over time. So let's take a look at your really incredible and impressive uh, slide. Yes, this one is what I had in mind. Um, <laughs> and then let's walk through kind of uh, okay. your journey and building your metrics over time. Yeah, and and so anytime I'm talking to the organization or I'm talking to um, you know leaders within uh, the company, um, you know I like to have the first slide is it tells you everything about my presentation about metrics. It's going to tell you everything, right? So there's no secrets about what's going to happen. And so basically, you know, I'll say, hey, some key insights. 81% of our customer accounts are on the community compared to 60% last year. So this is a yearly thing. So in January, I presented this uh, yeah. to our leaders. 
And I said, you know, we did 33 live shows. So shows are webinars, kind of like this, right? Um, webinars are very uh, great for engagement, video content, uh, content strategy for blogs. You can get blogs and then even Q&A. So when you guys ask me questions, what I do is uh, I'll answer the question and then I'll push your question out on our community and, and then answer. So, you know, just a little tactic that is really fun. And then this year or this last year, uh, on those webinars or shows, I like to call them, uh, we uh, influenced $13 million in pipeline from the shows. And Ooh. so I started measuring that, which is good, but you know, you, you, it takes time to do that. And then Absolutely. we have an executive council or a, a, an advisory, a customer advisory council that we had 10 new members. So I have about 24 members on that. And then I kind of give people a quick view uh, of uh, what's happening this next year. So, yeah. So Chris, first of all, this is so great. Um, of you're giving these key insights, your accomplishments, and then you're also showcasing your focus areas. Is this, you know, the dashboard you've always had, or is this very much your current state? No, it's my current state. And I, I didn't, so it's, it's funny. And somebody asked a question, I'll answer that here in a minute, but uh, the, uh, our CEO, was like, every single person needs a slide like this, right? And so he said, look, this helps me to, to understand what you're going to be talking about, what you're going to be doing. And so this dashboard or, you know, this piece right here is just kind of the overview and, and a very, to me, very helpful to to know what's going on. So everybody in the organization does this. Um, oh, and there was a question about pipeline. Pipeline is, uh, so, you know, when opportunities are created at B2B companies, uh, uh, the shows that we're doing today, you know, are affecting those opportunities. So a prospect opportunity or even uh, expansion or upsell and cross-sell type stuff. Yeah. I and I know it's, oh, definitely. Um, and please comment in the chat for the, uh, for folks who are asking about pipeline. And I'll speak a little bit about this too with you, Chris, um, for when it comes to pipeline, um, was this something that was really, was something you could always calculate or as, how did you get to the point of pipeline? Should we jump to your other dashboards and, um, take a look not, at those? Not yet. Uh, well, yeah, we could jump to the other dashboards, but to that question, um, it was an accident. Um, so <laughs> I love well, it that. wasn't really, it wasn't really an accident, but yeah. it was a thought, right? So right. the way that marketing kind of looks at pipeline, they, they, and I'll get into the tactical stuff, but, but they use zoom, a marketing zoom account and any webinars that they would do, right? Like the high level thought leadership type stuff. My stuff is more technical. Uh, yeah. they push into that webinar and that, that, um, Zoom is connected to other business systems like, you know, Salesforce, Marketo, and Tableau. Mm -hmm. And they, yeah. and it's in this model or whatever. And I was like, why don't I use that for all mm -hmm. of my shows and then have people register? And so every email, first and last name goes directly into the Zoom, right? You know, mm -hmm. and then, then it funnels into all these other systems and then calculates the pipeline. And now I can have this beautiful, and I'll show you in a minute. But um, before I do that, <laughs> Why don't I talk about this? Okay. I'm not going to go into to detail about this, but um, when you look at this slide, this is when I first started, you know, the first okay. year. Um, yeah. And these are simple metrics. Look, you don't have to show them all. But when I said registrations, new threads and threads and replies, because that's really all you have. Organic SEO, page views, unique visitors. And then, you know, uh, 
who's on the community, employees, partners, prospects, customers, all that kind of stuff. And how long does it take to answer a question? So if you can't use all these metrics, you know, use some of these metrics, right? And especially when you first start, I mean, registrations, new threads, you should be, your platform should be able to, to tell you some of those things. And then some of those, some of the stuff is from Google analytics. So, you know, just create your own dashboard. So this is the dashboard I was showing. And I might even put like a little deal in there to say some stuff, you know, but I would just talk to it. Right. You know, and be like, these are the metrics and, um, you know, but over time, when you go to the next slide, it kind of grew. Um, and so the, the audiences I really wanted to talk to um, was more of our customer success team, more of our uh, product teams, and also um, uh, when you look at our partner team. And so uh, remember that first slide, I don't have to go back, but it's pretty much said everything that this slide says. So this slide, yeah. and then if you go to the next two slides, over says everything basically that, or a lot of things that the next slide, sorry, uh, <laughs> that this says. Um, so in this slide, I break it down even more. You know, I say, hey, look, the highlights of today's community, we have 81% of Realtio customers have at least one person that's registered. Um, and so as you get deeper, you know, you need to get deeper into the 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 metrics and 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 who is doing what because this is this is valuable information. Yeah. And and the last slide that you don't have to go back, but the last slide pretty much just said, here's the data. You know what I mean? Like, but then yeah. as you get a little bit smarter, you can say some more specifics. 81% of these of our customers online today, you know, on the community, at least one. Um, and I, I and, and then I could bring it down by customers, partners, employees, and other, right? And people oh, would okay. ask about other and stuff. So so I think I'm understanding. So correct me if I'm if I'm getting this wrong or not, Chris. So you started with that um, slide with all of the colors, um, really just collecting your raw data. You're like, okay, yeah. let's get lay of the land. And then, yep, this one. And then our next one, uh, this is your in-between. So this is, um, I know you mentioned it's for your customer success team. So in your experience, has it been helpful for you to have that raw data, you have that in your back pocket or your toolbox yeah. rather, um, and then you're able to extrapolate to your customer success team or to your marketing department, to your executives? Because I know that higher level slide, that very first one that had all the tech um, it was much more tailored to that executive audience. Am I understanding all of that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like like this particular slide is always good to kind of push the partners and the uh, uh, CSMs because they're like, oh, well, who's not on it? You know what I mean? And then yeah. I don't have a slide on that, but I would create a, I have a, you know, uh, and it, I have created, these are the people, these are the accounts on the on the uh, community. And, and here's the top 10 people, you know, users and accounts that are actually doing things. And then I can go in, here are the accounts that aren't and that we should go after, right? And so this way it gives them some views of, oh, because, you know, what we find is when customers engage in the online community and our partners, you know, they're more engaged, they buy more, they retain at higher rates, or, you know, uh, yeah, the retention is higher and, and things like that. So, yeah, absolutely. So, kind of on that same train of thought, Chris, what are the top line metric uh, of the top line metrics that we've discussed so far? What metrics have you found to be the most valuable for assisting executives to understand your community story? Um, I think that you have a lot of great bits on yeah. 
on these dashboards. And so I think the audience and even myself would love to know, how do you go about selecting those? What's your process? Um, so we can kind of get into the weeds. Yeah, I think, you know, the one, the, the big things are is understanding kind of like, what is the CS or CSM organization's goals and what are they trying to accomplish? I, I live in the marketing team, so I report to the CMO today. Um, and so, and when you go to the product teams, what is their high level goals and what are they trying to accomplish? And, and so, you know, you kind of break it down and then you listen to kind of what they're saying, right? Like, you know, who's on the, so if I just provided that one slide that I just showed, they're like, okay, well, that has a lot more questions, which questions are good. So you listen to, to their questions and you're like, oh, you know, it sounds like, you know, going deeper into um, the accounts and the users and who they are might be even better. Although that takes some time and effort and uh, things like that, you know, you start realizing, all right, this is what they're saying. This is their goals. And this is what they're trying to accomplish. How does community relate to some of that? You know, and, and I won't be showing this today, but when I look at FY for us 2024, um, you know, I'm trying to do more of that, right? Like, you know, I'm trying to, to say, hey, look, you know, how do I go deeper into their goals and how do we work together? So instead of just saying my, my strategy is a, a marketing strategy, I now have some marketing pieces. I have some customer success pieces. I have some product pieces. So it doesn't matter what department I am because we touch almost every part of the organizations. Yeah, organizations, absolutely. Right? So. And I think that's what makes community so uh, riveting and really fun to work in is that you are touching so many different components. And for folks in the audience who um, are also maybe in education and higher ed or um, or are in the nonprofit sector, or maybe are speaking the same with product, think about this as working with different departments. So what Chris is yeah. saying, um, you know, he's working with CSMs, customer success managers, he's working with marketing teams. So ultimately, when it comes to um, building out your metric dashboard, Chris, it sounds like uh, it's a very collaborative process where you're maybe um, meeting with these uh, teams and asking them, you know, how, what are your metrics? What are your goals? And yeah. then identifying for them how community plugs into that. So I think we have some slides on this. And um, so when we're identifying these um these metrics to executives, we really want to keep in mind, it sounds like Chris, who, what, and why. And so I, again, Chris has all of the most awesome dashboards. And I think um, as we're viewing these, Chris, uh, would love to hear the story behind how um, you're getting to this point, how yeah. you're identifying those and building those inroads. Because I think, you know, speaking for myself in my the start of my community career, these were pieces that were that I was struggling to put together. And over time, I think um, it becomes more natural. But for folks in the audience who said, hey, I'm brand new to metrics, which yeah. heck, yeah, this is going to be a fun journey. Um, how do you go about that? What type of conversations are you having? What have you found most helpful in having those big conversations with executives and making sure you're bringing the most value while highlighting community value too. Yeah. So many questions there, Morgan. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll talk about this because I, I think it's important. And, and, and when you do like a webinar like this, so yeah. you have, it looks like 160 people that showed up to the, I mean, this it looks great. It's awesome. So, you know, the beauty about that is what does that mean? You know, why, you know, why is it so important to have webinars? Well, 
you know, we're doing this webinar today. So hopefully people can learn about metrics and how to talk to their stakeholders about metrics and things like that. And so as I kind of look at and, and the value for Hybride is, is that, hey, all these people came to this webinar. And what does that mean? Just because you came doesn't, I mean, so what? You know, you get 159 people. That's great. That's a great, sexy metric. Yeah. That many people came to your webinar. But what does that mean for the business? And, and how do you translate that to the business? And so I've done just that. I do these webinars all the time. I have one tomorrow, right? You know, uh, on different topics. I go deep into our product and deep into things like that. And so what I try to do is translate that out to one influence pipeline. So are we affecting revenue? And by the way, this slide was stolen. Uh, the look and feel was stolen. So, you know, I just take it and use it as my own. So you don't have to recreate it all the time. So don't invent the will. Um, and so I want I want the marketing team and the sales team in this case to know that community webinars or shows, because I like shows, webinars are boring. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, that's another thing you can, you can recreate different things. Um, but we did 33 live shows last year. What does that mean? That means we had 2,500 overall attendees. We had 1,100 unique attendees. So, and you're going to get this too. We had over 270 new registrations on community, not last year, just since June, 2022, because, oh, wow. you know, try, trying to get the metrics from that was hard. So I was like, uh, we had 160 <laughs> prospect prospects that showed up from 2022 on the community, right? Like this is not, you know, and so this is bringing in new business. This is bringing in existing business. This is bringing in pipeline and, and expansion kind of stuff, right? Um, mm -hmm. And then I put in a couple of things that I didn't, you know, couldn't learn, right? Like too many shows on the same topic in a, in a you know, if you did it three times in a row or then I did that a few times, brings less people, doesn't mean it's less interesting. It just brought less people. So that was interesting. Maybe we kind of move that around and do it, you know, two months from now or something like that. Um, and then there's a key indication that product adoption could lead to expansion, meaning, if you don't know what that is, is that if I if I own a product, I go deeper into that product and I buy more is really all that means. So, um, and then I put some key actions, you know, let's continue with the technical shows. Let's add more shows on features. When Relteo comes out with new uh, products or new uh, features, let's do a show on it for an hour, you know, because people want to hear about it because our stuff, it's complex. It's hard to use. Let's, let's teach them and, and show them. And then add more thought leadership shows to our technical community. What does that mean? If I did thought leadership shows, meaning instead of this technical stuff, let's do a few kind of high level shows that talks about, you know, data as a, uh, you know, more into the thought leadership stuff, right? And then getting CTOs or CDOs talking so we can bring more prospective customers into the community. Absolutely. And I'm so excited to hear that because I think I'm, um, you know, reflecting on this and it sounds like this could be a model for uh, most approaches. So, you know, thinking about our communities here at Hivebright that have alumni communities. So that type of engagement of, you know, you, maybe you have a new program coming out for your alumni, having a, uh, a methodology like Chris is saying of, hey, how are you actually touching all of these parts? Uh, as a team, you're most like as a 
organization, as a team, you're moving forward with all of these initiatives. And correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but then you're taking the more tactical approach of saying, okay, I see our initiatives and here's where community is touching all of these yeah. points. Here's how we're moving forward. An example in the nonprofit space could probably be fundraisers or that big um, uh, campaign push. So really thinking about what it is that your community's mission is and really elevating it. Does that sound right to you, Chris? Absolutely. I, that's exactly right. I, I love how you just sum that up. <laughs> Fantastic. So oftentimes, Chris, community professionals find themselves in a spot where they feel like um, only hard numbers uh, can help uh, qualitative data uh, to be uh, the hard numbers typically can um uh, drive the story of community. Yeah. So how have you seen the qualitative data in your experience be leveraged in either in your own community, in the community space? How, like, what are your thoughts on qualitative data um, in telling community story? Because I know we've been talking a lot about numbers and looking at these really specific dashboards. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think uh, if you pull up the slides here uh, to the next one, I guess slide 11, is is that the data is good the, the and people want to see it and they they understand it but at the same time you know it's more of the story right like to me it's 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 more about all right what do this, these metrics mean and how are people engaging and, and what you know what does it even mean you know who cares about all them because eventually you know if i kept showing that every single time people are going to get bored <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just i mean yeah. it's interesting to me because I right. think, oh my God, look at this. I mean, but a lot of people, you know, I mean, maybe as a community nerd, you know, it's interesting to you, you know, but it's not always interesting to all audiences, you know? Okay, so how are people engaging more? What are they doing, you know? And so what I like to do is tell the metrics because it's important, you know, what does that even mean? And so now I can tell the story of, you know, our customers are, uh, uh, leading roundtables, they are coming. They are connecting. Community-led uh, on-site events with customers and prospects were are a hit with them. Uh, thought leadership topics uh, reaches executive customers and prospects. You know, and technical topics reaches our customers, partners, and bring out a ton of great discussion. And so, I even put in on the bottom right. You know, I don't know if you can read it, but a customer said, "You know, hey, this is really awesome. Thank you so much for this kind of stuff." You know, and so. What you need to do is take some pictures, right? When you do these roundtables, when you do these shows or whatever, uh, and 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 then when people email you some really cool things, you know, show it. You know, mm -hmm. these are the these are the important things. And if you go to the next slide, the other thing that I I would say is very much similar is like the Realtio Executive Council, which is part of our community. Uh, so uh, you know, it's an advisory board. They're doing case studies. They are speaking at events like Gartner and Forrester on our behalf. You know, uh, Google is is uh, coming to our shows. Uh, Click, the CDO from there, is coming to a show and presenting his case study. Um, you know, and so and people are networking together, and they're just you know loving the community. They're do, you know they are engaging. Our customers are talking about us at events and 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 telling their stories. It's so exciting. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> so you know that's the storytelling and and hopefully that makes sense to everybody else. But I think you know you've got to be excited about what your community is doing. You've got to tell the story uh in and not just the metrics. All the metrics can be really great 
and everything else and important part of it. But it, I think the other piece is that storytelling. So yeah, absolutely. And uh, if we can go back to the previous slide. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So Chris, I love this example so much because back when I started, um, you know, my journey in the community field, um, you know, it was by accident. And so I think a lot of us can relate to you becoming community managers, uh, maybe accidentally, or hopefully uh, you're really enjoying this space now. Um, and one tip I wanted to give to kind of capture these moments that Chris has here um, is create a brag folder for your community. Mm. So what I mean by this is have a folder on your desktop um, and have your screenshots ready. And when you see something that you're like, oh yeah, this is making me nerd out. I am so excited. I can't wait to tell Chris about this on my team. Um, I can't wait to go show off this to, yeah, like what is something that just lights you up as a community manager? Do that every day if you find if you come across it, and then over time you're going to have this uh, toolbox that you can go yeah. back to when executives are asking you. So what? Because oftentimes when we're talking about metrics, we're having to balance these two pieces of both um, the really hard numbers that are contributing to the overall business value, no matter what industry you're in or what where your community is tapping in. And then also um, that really near and dear part of community management, which is this magical moment with your members. So Chris, when you're thinking about this um, with capturing these moments, um, do you have any other best practices for just kind of identifying these? Such a good point because uh, I love the the smile folder somebody said, and I love uh, uh, what you call it. I, I use LinkedIn, right? And so the beauty about LinkedIn is one is I could push it out on LinkedIn, uh, and then I can go back later and take a picture mm -hmm. of that. And then sometimes I can even show the business like, you know, because the business loves it when you talk about Realtio or whatever company that you're at. They, I mean, you know, they should love it. Let's just say that. <laughs> then two is like, um, I can go back and just take screenshots of these pictures. Like one of those LinkedIn wasn't even from me. It was from one of my colleagues that did it and, and showed the pictures and everything else. Right. So, you know, and even going back and looking at those. So I use LinkedIn as kind of my, you know, thing, you know, but yeah, I love the, the, the thing is with folders and stuff, if it's on your business laptop or whatever, and then let's say, you know, at some point you don't stay and then you kind of lose some of that. So um, I just don't lose it. Absolutely. <laughs> so. And I love that strategy too, Chris. Do you find that your community members also are kind of following along on LinkedIn? Um, what what type yeah. of um, interaction do you typically see with this? Because I think as community professionals, you have a really great point of um, how are we showcasing externally as well um, yeah. and showing these stories and to also attract members in a lot of ways. So what's your experience with posting I, information like this? I'll tag people. I'll, uh, and they'll say okay. stuff in the, the comments, you know, I, you know, any customers that are pretty engaged on our community, I'll, I'll link them in. Uh, and then, you know, I'll like their stuff, but you'll start seeing over time, they'll comment on, you know, uh, you know, like this guy, Frank, I, he even commented on, uh, my LinkedIn post when we were in Houston and he was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. This is great. You know? And so, you know, seeing that is really cool because then you can also go to that brag folder or take a picture of that and then showcase that later down the road, right? Like, you know, Hey, our community members are engaging. They're excited. 
he said so, or she said so, you know what I mean? Right here, here's the, you know, like those right. little things are become big, right? Like that's your goal should be to amplify the message of uh, your customers or your community members to the business, right? And so that's part of the story. You know, that's what I try to do. Not always perfect, but you do your best and be excited about it. You know, like, you know, that's like the most exciting thing I've ever seen, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, absolutely. So, um, going to the next slide, uh, where you had the showcase of the webinars, I had a question for you. Um, so let's say, uh, you know, someone in our audience might be thinking, okay, Morgan, Chris, I hear you on the LinkedIn, I hear you on the brag folder, but just, this is not resonating with me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, my company for in this hypothetical, maybe doesn't want us posting on LinkedIn, or maybe they don't value as much of a screenshot. So, um, I just wanted to kind of, uh, Pay a nod to that because I know sometimes that is a diff- a tricky situation to navigate. Um, so wanted to kind of show have you talk about this showcase and then also a little bit about collecting uh, maybe feedback post your shows and ah, um, testimonials. Like, what are more formal ways that you can showcase the qualitative aspects mm. of this? Yeah, after every show that we do webinar. Uh, there's uh, a survey that pops up uh, and I always encourage before the, or right when the show starts, cause I have a little, you know, thing that I go through every time. And at the end, I'll try to remember, Hey, don't forget to take the survey. So that's one. So you always get feedback in, in that. How was the, what, how was the show? And then uh, that's a must. And then there's two kind of open things that one that says, you know, if you were to change anything about the show, what would it be? And then what are some additional shows that you want to, do right and so you know you just have three questions they're very simple uh and then you get you know if 100 people show up then i probably get like you know 15 20 responses that's good enough you know and then i'll take some of that and i'll say hey customers are saying they want this <laughs> you know what i mean um yeah. and then um you know I, I think that uh when you look at what was the other question sorry Oh yeah, no, it's good. Uh, so, uh, when you're looking at this qualitative approach, so you have your after shows, do you do yeah. member testimonials? How do you really elevate these in a more formal way? So like outside of the brag from your outside of LinkedIn. Yeah, I think one is, it's just really asking, uh, that we, we do now have a customer marketing person and she's going to be kind of, you know, we'll work close closely so that she can get testimonials or quotes or whatever it is for the business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I have relationships with a lot of these people, every person that you see here, like I have a relationship with. So the guy at Google, Matthew Cox, we go to lunch, you know, he lives here in Dallas. And so the beauty is I can go to lunch with him. He loves this place called Papa Do's seafood, you know, <laughs> Cajun seafood place. And so yeah. we'll go do that. You know, this guy, Joe, he's a CDO of click. And so you know, he's on our executive council and he's done many things. I just ask him, Hey, will you do this thing? You know? And it's like, yeah. And so, um, it's not extremely formalized. We are trying to do more of that. Sometimes I feel like, you know, when you formalize it, it becomes a little bit, a lot harder to, uh, actually get people to do stuff. So, you know, um, I just ask, you know, like I just say, Hey, Matt, Matthew, um, would love to do a data quality show with you. And then I'll have one of our experts on and, you know, what do you think? Yeah, let's do it, man. 
okay. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and so no, I think it's just the relationships that we do for communities is, is, is the key. And I wish there was some easy way to get people to do speaking type engagements. To be <laughs> honest, it's not easy. But when you get it, you have to show it. Like this was, I mean, this is all public, you know, uh, so it's not like, you know, I'm telling any secrets here, you know, or showing any anything that, you know, shouldn't be shown, you know, like Google did a case, it's, it's out on our YouTube and community, right? Like it's, you can listen to it. Joe DeSanto's click case that you can listen to it on YouTube and our community and things like that, you know, like, and then, you know, uh, I think you kind of push some of that to be um, into the business. So, you know, how do I get that on the main website? How do I get that, you know, how do I, you know, uh, get sales to use it as kind of a, you know, tool for prospecting and things like that. So, you know, I think, you know, they're doing that, they're using these things. And that's really the key at the end of the day is these are tools at the end of the day, at the, you know, when, when they're already recorded and done, but it's also me building these relationships personally, you know, yeah. and, and I, I can tell you how important that is, is building as many close relationships as you can with these really important people your customers to, to make sure you can get some of these things done. Yeah, absolutely. And for folks who are new to a uh, community, we often will refer to this as ambassador programs, mm. champion programs. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I know this is your executive council. Um, so it's going to depend on your community and it's going to depend on your specific use case. Um, but Chris, I think you hit the nail on the head is how can you really leverage relationships to spotlight? And I, I know someone in uh, the chat, I think it was Melissa said that uh, people within the community love a spotlight and I couldn't yeah. agree. They love seeing Absolutely. their members succeed. They love seeing those champions um, and feeling that, that sense of belonging and connected uh, that connectedness, uh, if you will, for um, where, what the community is currently doing and where it's headed. Um, so Chris, this has been such a phenomenal conversation so far. Um, are there any points that you wanted to hit on? We can also um, start to answer questions from the audience. Um, I know that your, your community is so robust, so I just want to make sure that you're uh, sharing all of the knowledge that you want to in this space too. Yeah, I think, thank you. I, I mean, I don't know that I consider it robust. I mean, <laughs> I feel like we've done a good job, but you know, there's always room for improvement. Um, but I would say this is be kind to yourself. You know, metrics are hard. <laughs> it's not an easy thing, you know, but continue to push yourself to be better. You know what I mean? Like we have to be better as and, and sharing the value. And we have to we have to tell those stories, you know, uh, to, to make sure that there is value because, you know, you're doing a lot of things like engagement tactics and, and content stuff and all these things to engage them. But Doing those is not enough. Telling the story and the metrics is what's going to be key to your business stakeholders. That's just that's just the we're doing this for a living. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so we're we're not doing it just because I mean some of us do it for fun. I have, you know, some Facebook uh running kind of communities and things like that. But you know, it's but when you do it for a job, I mean that's the reality is is that they want to know why it's important. And so you got to tell them that story. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, with this being um, a, a maturing industry, um, mm-hmm. you hit the nail on the head where, you know, uh, this is something that we have to show the value for. And it's often, you know, other departments have had that, you know, that longer uh, curve to mature um, yeah. and have that. So I know you have that marketing background and uh, you're uh, throughout your journey, you know, how have you seen, um, you know, the background that you have in marketing help transform your understanding of metrics and how to tell that story? Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and let's be honest, I was not in marketing uh, until, oh uh, I, no, 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 no worries. <laughs> Usually I was in kind of a customer success, customer okay. kind of organization. Yeah. And just a year, a little over a year ago, I moved to marketing. Oh, and so okay. I've had to kind of translate. So, so you have to adapt. So my my thought is is that, you know, going to marketing was actually very difficult to be honest, and mm-hmm. um, and because what I cared about is um, is is going deep into the product, getting them to understand the product better, you know, become advocates of our product, to become you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, the more, the deeper you go, the the more that they buy, the more all those things. I just wanted, in a sense, training and things like that. But then, you know, when you go to marketing, you have to. All they care about is new business, <laughs> for the most <laughs> part, right? Yeah. And so, how do you tr- look? You can't. You still got to do what you got to do for community. You got to make that valuable for your people. You know, uh, for your users. But you know, you also have to translate it. Like, how do you become a team member on the marketing team? Because you know, you're just not going to, you know. Uh, Get the, they're not going to understand the value if you're not translating into like for example what I did, I translated it into influence revenue and and did some other things to show that you know community is contributing to our pipelines, you know. Yeah. Absolutely, and I saw Sylvia in our chat. I I think she and I instantly connected on this with adapting. What you're saying is yeah, exactly to adapt to that concept of whatever team you're on. So when you joined that marketing team um, with your community, is that sort of the sense you felt when you're building out these dashboards, you're adapting to their existing system? Um, what did that look like for you? Yeah, you know, it was, it was, well, let's go back. Like when you think about building dashboards, you're, you're talking to a lot of people or a lot of different parts of the organization. You've got product, marketing, et cetera. So that part didn't change. I still wanted to talk, teach things. So, but what I wasn't doing a good job was, was the marketing piece. Like how mm-hmm. am I contributing to case studies? How am I contributing to pipeline? How am I contributing to, you know, some of these uh, uh, round tables and getting speakers and things like that? Because community can contribute to all those things. So what I tried to do was bring that to more life. And, and it was a struggle you know, uh, and, 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 and it was just a mind change, but I'm getting there, you know, and, you know, it's just like you said, adapting to the, it was stressful, but you know, you have to adapt (laughs) and you have, I mean, you know, it's just, it is what it is. When you now report to the CMO, how do you get your CMO's attention, you know, and say, well, okay, that didn't work. You know, he didn't care about that. (laughs) Maybe you don't care about this, you know? And, and so, uh, just got to keep adapting. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's always a challenge. 
Absolutely. And so uh, to kind of throw in different industries too. So um, I got a lot of my chops in uh, community management and nonprofit world. So what this looked like for me in my experience was uh, thinking about each department and how I was speaking the language of that department is sort of how I internalized it. So thinking about how fundraising um, needed to understand community, thinking about how communications, the, the comms department needed to think about community, the executive. So, you know, really, uh, I think it's that over time you learn it. When we think back to the slides um, about, you know, that first one where it's uh, all of the color blocks and it's just the raw data, you can really see your journey, Chris, of how you adapted over time and were really starting to distill and understand your team and understand what it is that they needed from you and also what you needed from them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll go ahead and we'll jump into questions. And Chris, I'm going to put you in the hot seat. Um, I'll ask the questions and then um, nervous. We'll tackle them together. Okay. You're nervous. <laughs> so our first one um, is, is there such a thing as collecting too many metrics? Yes. Um, <laughs> What's well, your TLDR? On I, that? I, I, I think that, you know, again, you have to look at your business. So there, it's okay to have all your metrics and and study them for yourself and look at things you need to change and do, but not everybody wants to see all those metrics, right? So I have a whole slew, I have a ton of metrics that I'm looking at in the background. And sometimes I look at them, sometimes I go, it takes me a couple of them, I, I, but I take them and push them into an Excel sheet. I know exactly where they are and what I need to kind of look at it. And every now and then, maybe once a month, every couple of months, kind of look and study and think, oh, you know, I probably need to do a better job with that. But not, but, but don't show all those things to people. You know, they, nobody cares, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> they don't. I mean, it's just too much. Like, but you should look at your own metrics and have kind of your own little dashboard on the side that maybe nobody else looks at. Maybe it's just you. But just remember, the metrics that people want to see is kind of what they care about. And so kind of put that in front of them. You know, Absolutely. that's what I would do. Yeah. And again, like back to that adapting concept, like absolutely nerd out about all of the different ways that community, um, you know, transforming your business. But again, it's about adapting. It's about distilling that. And listen to your stakeholder. Like, what do they want? You know, like learn, you're not going to be perfect. It's okay. Nobody cares, you know, but just learn from what they're, they're saying, you know, absolutely. So um, our next question, Chris, is over to qualitative uh, data. So do you have any tips for collecting meaning, meaningful qualitative data? What is what is your process maybe? Um, any tips? I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I think you, you learn as you go. So like I'll give you an example is um, one of the things that I thought would be helpful to um, uh, our customer success organization, the ones that deal with the customers on a daily basis, um, is that instead of just saying, hey, this many people are in the community, I would put the top 10 companies and the person at the company and what they're doing, right? Like these are the most engaged people um, at this company, right? And then they're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Okay, they're engaging more. And so that resonates with people. So just to say, this company is really engaged. So what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, yeah. they care. I mean, and that's a good metric to show, but can you go deeper into that for that particular team? You know, and, and I think, you know, you just have to think about 
you know, how do you go deeper? And, and I don't know if that answers the question, but that's how I kind of look at it is so I just learned, like at first I was just putting the company and I was like, well, I wonder if this, this would be interesting, show it to people. And sometimes it doesn't work out, you know, like yeah. something you thought was really cool. It's really not, you know, people are like, okay, next. Okay. Well, that took me a long time to do, but okay. <laughs> you know, oh, I so feel that learning. so deeply. <laughs> Yeah. And Chris, I think that's such a good point because it's a lot of trial and error. Um, you know, one thing we like to say at Hybrid is that, you know, you're doing your scientific method of community. You're going yeah. to try something out. You're going to see how it feels. If it doesn't land, that's okay. Keep going. That's what other departments are doing too. Yeah. I think oftentimes when you're- it's a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. Oftentimes as community uh, professionals, we tend to be a one person show. Um, and as our industry is maturing, you know, we have to get used to that uh, bounce back. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's a really great point. Okay. So our next question, Chris, is um, have you ever worked with a new executive or leader who didn't know what the goals that they wanted to accomplish? And if so, how did you work to help them define those goals. So do you have experience in that? Well, look, they've got to have their own, an executive is most likely, you know, is going to have their particular goals. And, and if they don't, that's, that's a problem on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I want to help them. Like, I mean, honestly, like, you know, that's not your problem to solve is, is with their, but your problem to solve is how do you relate your goals into theirs you know like is 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 there an opportunity like for the product team what they care about is product adoption you know and getting people you know can i help them do that yes i can you know we can do shows we can do blogs we can do a bunch of different things that will help our customers adopt the product better and so maybe explaining those kinds of things and giving them examples about how community can help you know uh solve some of their problems that they're trying to you know trying to yeah solve we, we can help with community. Um, yeah. You're not going to be able to solve their problem, you know, at the business level of trying to create their own strategy, but you yeah, can help integrate that. your strategy into theirs or That's say, great. hey, you know, this is where community can play a part. Yeah, that makes sense. I Absolutely. And I think you have such a good point of like, don't take that on. That's, uh, instead, <laughs> that's a you're already doing a lot. Yeah, you're already doing enough. I mean, remember the iceberg we showed at the beginning. Um, so I think, you know, a tool for this, and we'll um, include this in our follow-up after this um, after this show, after this webinar, um, okay. is a really awesome resource uh, created by Jenny Weagle called the Community Roadshow. And um, she does a great job of really showing how to... Um, how to uh, have those conversations and what questions to be asking. And it is more towards the tech space, but you'll be able to hopefully adopt that to, let's say if you're in education, nonprofit, commercial, et cetera, you'll be able to um, adapt that to your own needs. So again, don't take on more. <laughs> you already are doing enough. Um, but do think about the ways that, you know, let's say that this person is the CMO or they're the CTO. How can community uh, uh you know, connect with them. Okay. So last few questions, Chris, um, uh, what are the major 365 member applications and how do they differ from each other? Does that resonate with you? What are the, what, what's the, yeah. I'm trying to understand. Yeah. Maybe in the chat, if someone can, uh, 
if they don't mind following up on that question and we'll go, we'll get more information on that and then we'll come back. Um, could you talk about tracking impact as a tool, uh, one, to ensure sustainability and two, to inform decision makers um, to continue, oh boy, we have a lot of questions coming in. Awesome. Uh, to inform decision makers to continue um, or stop the community. So I think what uh, this person's asking is when your community is on the chopping block, let's say, unfortunately you're at that crossroads, um, how do you, how would you advise this uh, person to show sustainability um, and help the decision makers ultimately decide yeah. to keep your community? Sure, you're going to like my answer on this, but if you're already on the chopping block, it might be too late, <laughs> right? Because they've already made their decisions. With that said, when you go back to all these things that we just talked about, it's it's a journey, but you have to be impactful in your metrics and your storytelling from the beginning, right? Like how do you continue to optimize your metrics and your storytelling to those specific departments? So from, you know, if I said, look, $13 million in pipeline is a lot, you know, just on those shows, you're going to cut community or, you know, Hey, we have people, you know, speaking on our behalf at Gartners and Forsters and things like that, you know, and you're going to cut community. If you already have those stories and you already have those metrics, then it's a lot more powerful to go back to your stakeholders and say, it's not a good idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but if you don't have that, you might actually be in trouble there. Right. So, but, you know, not to say it's all gloom and doom, just make sure you start doing that now. Right. And I know, Chris, this is a point that um, when we were uh, getting this whole deck together and this conversation that uh, we were talking about is what the underlying um, reason for metrics for folks who are new to it is so you don't wind up there. And so because we're a maturing industry, it's really for showing that business value. Um, It's for underscoring and uh, highlighting the, all of the work that you're doing. So as tedious as it can feel as much as that is already on your plate, it's essential to uh, start thinking in this way um, because ultimately those decisions, if you, you know, if you do wind up on the chopping block, like Chris said, if you're able to point to these stories, if you're able to show the impact to revenue, um, you're going to be able to be in a much safer place. Granted, it takes time. And so as long as you're communicating with your executives and you're showing them um, that you're working towards this goal, you're going to be building that trust, that resiliency within your own team and understanding of your community. All right. So Chris, that was a heavy one. So let's end on a fun one, (laughs) Um, which is... No, no, you're good. You're good. It's the reality of metrics, right? Um, So the last one, which I'm really uh, excited to hear is what's the proudest uh, brag in your community brag folder, smile folder, LinkedIn? What type of brag are you most proud of in your community career this far? Yeah, look, um, if it's all about the people, right? There's, um, three or four things that I, I look at is it's the customers that are actually participating and engaging and things like that. So I push that out to LinkedIn and, you know, and, and to presentations and things like that. And that's a lot of fun to see them. But two is the employees. The employees are the key part of our customer and partner 
community, right? You know, when you think about as much as they're engaging and that's not even their full-time job, I mean, it's not even their job, but to get them to do things that they might not normally do, they're key to answering questions, to doing technical shows, webinars, whatever, to, you know, even coming on, this one guy came from Boston to Dallas, Texas, which is, you know, like really far and to do this round table with me, because he's a smart dude and he machine learning and some other stuff, right? And so he helped host a, a webinar. So getting employees uh, engaged in that way is is really something I love to brag about because, yeah, I had something to do with it, but they're the ones, you know, providing the content, providing the engagement, you know, with our, you know, with our customers because our customers and partners want access to these technical people because they're so smart, right? They don't want access to me. I'm just trying to coordinate it, you know, and trying to get them, you know, to get together and talk about smart things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I have to brag about. Our customers doing a bunch of stuff for Reltio, but also, you know, um, our employees, you know, it's just, it's, it's an amazing, it's been an amazing ride and journey. Oh, that's so lovely. I, I love this, Chris. So, um, unfortunately, we got to wrap up. Um, so many more questions. There's so many more questions left, but you know, folks, thank you so much for asking these. Uh, we'll follow up with resources. Um, and you know, just looking at the clock, you know, sadly, we're out of time. So, thank you all so much for the questions, for being here with us today, Chris. Once again, thank you so much for sharing your insights, your expertise, your community journey with us. Um, To all the folks in the audience, uh, like I said, we'll be sharing the recording uh, of this show, of this webinar by email. If you have any questions, uh, yeah, go ahead and please hit reply to that email and just let us know. A survey link will be dropped in the chat. So we would super appreciate it if you could give us a minute and give us your feedback for today's webinar. Many thanks. Thank you so much. Um, and it was so great to uh, to talk about metrics with you, Chris. A lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>